I think so many of us come home with brand new babies, so excited. We're not sure what to do. And so we do the next thing to get through. And then suddenly we have toddlers and they're throwing fits on the floor and whatever we need to do to get through that. And then preschool and elementary. And suddenly we look ourselves in the mirror and go, what am I doing? I'm just a ship without a captain just going through and letting the waves move me back and forth. And I think God has so much more for the parenting journey. Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. We were not intended to parent rudderless, mm. like you said, captainless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we were intended to parent in constant reaction to yeah. culture, to circumstance, to attitudes, to... So speaking of culture, what do you think the purpose for parenting is based upon the culture right now? So I would say just a non-believing parent, their goal is to raise good moral kids. Yes. Those who don't steal, don't murder, are nice to the kids on the playground, all of these very, very basic. It's interesting, Melanie, you just said non-Christian, that's their purpose. But I think that's the purpose of a lot of Christian parents as well. You're right. I think it is a trap that we fall into. We have the resources, right? We have the Holy Spirit. We have church. We have our Bibles. But if we ourselves are not humbly and constantly, continuously living a life of discipleship, mm-hmm. it's so easy just to to be a rudderless ship. Yes. And to jump into this desire of raising good kids. Like, here's some more examples. They're kind to others. They're respectful to authority. They stay out of trouble. I mean, isn't that a good goal? Yeah. And I think most of us would say, like, we want our kids to be able to be gainfully employed. We want them to be able to take care of their yes. families. And maybe they, they're they well-traveled. Or I mean, and those are fine. There's nothing, I think, contrary to Scripture with any of those. Mm-hmm. But it misses the mark. Yeah. I read an article called How to Raise a Pagan Kid in a Christian Home. And we will link this article in the show notes. But this author said something that I I just cannot get out of my brain. He said this, the only problem with the goal of raising good kids is that it runs in stark contrast to what the Bible teaches. The gospel is not about making bad people moral, but about making dead people alive. If we teach morality without the transforming power of the gospel and the necessity of a life fully surrendered to God's will, then we are raising moral pagans. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Moral pagans. I mean, when I think of moral pagans, I think of, of kids who know how to be kind, but yet they don't understand a God who loves them, that they are sinful, that they are in need of a Savior. Yeah, it's behavior modification instead of heart transformation. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Phil Vischer, who's the creator of Veggie Tales and my favorite What's in the Bible series, he said this, I looked back at the previous 10 years and realized I had spent 10 years trying to convince kids to behave Christianly without actually teaching them Christianity. And that was a pretty serious conviction. 
You can say, hey, kids, be more forgiving because the Bible says so. Or, hey, kids, be more kind because the Bible said so. But that isn't Christianity. It's morality. Yeah. So using these two quotes, I think we've got to step back, look at our goal. Is our goal to raise kids who love God and love others? Or is our goal to raise kids who are kind? Mm -hmm. What is the quote? You begin with the end in mind. Yes. So this is just encouragement for all the parents of young kids right now. Take Mm -hmm. some time to pray about this and process Mm -hmm. this. Learn from our mistakes, which, you know, I think Heidi and I would both say, not regret, but we look back and go, man, I wish I would have um, had a little more concrete idea in my brain of how I was going to Mm -hmm. live out my purpose. I don't think either of us would have thought our purpose was just to have good moral kids. But without having a concrete idea, it's hard to have a a straight path. Because I had a goal for my kids to need a savior, to see their need for a savior and to accept their savior as their purpose and goal in life. But I didn't understand the difference between morality and Christianity. Mm -hmm. And if you look back on my parenting choices, you can, I I think you definitely see that. I didn't have the end goal in mind. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I mean, just, just to be a, a genuine grace giver here, it is very challenging with, with young children mm-hmm. um, to not uh, feel like you are just teaching morality, right? right? I mean, it is, it's, I don't think anyone would advise to loom over your two year old and, hmm. you know, you're a sinner, sinner, like, you know, <laughs> you're broken. Um, right. But, you know, so I just say that by way of, again, just grace and encouragement that there are stages that definitely lean more. Um, behavior heavy. And I would actually say those foundational years, that is when you are focusing on the behavior. You know, ages birth to five, that's when you're teaching that we use our hands for kindness. We use our mouth to encourage. Um, We obey the first time. All of those different points in parenting occur or need to occur in those foundational years. Then we take that behavior modification, and then we add in the need for a savior. It's not just, I obey so I don't get in trouble. We've kind of defined then what the two possible paths are, right? If parenting without purpose really speaks to not having that end goal in mind. Mm -hmm. As Christian parents then, if our parenting goal is to have children who love God, who are aware of their brokenness and sin and their need of a savior. The next kind of step is to figure out how am I going to get there? Yeah. How am I, what if, if my parenting goal is this X, then how do I get there? Continuing from that article, how to raise a pagan kid in a Christian home. The author Johnson says, do you teach your kids be good because the Bible tells you to? Or do you teach your kids that they will never be good without Christ's offer of grace? Mm -hmm. There is a huge difference. One leads to moralism. The other leads to brokenness. One leads to self-righteousness. The other leads to a life that realizes that Christ is everything and that nothing else matters. Yeah, it's beautiful. 
brokenness. Mm-hmm. Melanie, what does it look like to teach brokenness? Not a lording over you, you are a sinner, you failed. What does it look like in your home? That's a great question. And I think it's one of those things that's I'm still a work in progress, um, yeah. but it really comes down to modeling brokenness. Yes. yes. And that can be as, you know, when they were little, mommy, sorry, I raised her, you know, I raised my voice at you that was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me as they get older. Man, I know you just heard me gossiping about my coworker. Mm-hmm. I am really sorry. The Holy Spirit just convicted me of that sin. Right. And I just want you to be aware that I'm going to go take care of that with God right now. And then even as I got older, we would have a time of confession together. Mm-hmm. So modeling confession and modeling mm-hmm. intercessory prayer mm-hmm. to and with our kids. So what I hear you saying is part of the purpose of parenting is a personal purpose. That's a lot of pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is. And I would say for me, I always think about Matthew um, 28, the the Great Commission. That is true for my life. That is true for how I parent. My hope is that my life is lived in a way that I'm discipling my children and that they then will leave our home to also be disciple makers. Yes. And that changes things when your goal is for your kids to go. Right. Your goal is for your kids to share. Mm -hmm. Okay. In order for them to go, we have to release the apron strings. If if our goal is for them to share, they've got to know what they're going to share. You can't share what you don't know. Now, please understand that we are not talking about crushing or breaking our children here. Instead, it's coming alongside, being humble enough to go, you know what? I know that you just had trouble with that issue. Let me tell you about an issue I'm having trouble on. And it is at an appropriate level. I was going to say, yeah. You know, again, I think back to so many of the products and the materials, the curriculum that you offer, Heidi, it is spot on. It's age appropriate. Mm -hmm. And it is this idea of training your younger children, that Mm -hmm. first layer. Yes. Then the next layer is, okay, parenting. I'm I'm stepping in now to Mm -hmm. A, teach you what God has to say. Mm -hmm. And then the next layer, okay, you tell me, what does God have to say? Mm -hmm. And then the next layer is, let's talk together about as a peer almost. Yes, Yes. passing the baton. So what does that look like in your house then, Heidi? Like if, if your destination is to have children who, like we said, love God, are aware of their brokenness, aware of their need for Christ, and also want to go out into the world mm-hmm. to tell others. And by the way, I'm not saying we're talking about sending every child across the globe. Right, exactly. This is the workplace, the home place, whatever that looks like. Right. What do you do practically in your home to get to that destination? Oh, I love that question. And I think passing the baton is exactly the answer. And what I mean by that is, I am slowly giving the child more responsibility as they are growing. I'm not expecting my two-year-old to do the same thing that I'm expecting my 16-year-old to do. I'm not having the same conversations with my two-year-old that I have with my 16-year-old. With my two-year-old, I am saying, this is what you are to do. I'm giving choices. Would you rather pick up the blocks or would you rather pick up the cars? And then by the time we get to 16, then the, the words are changing to, why am I telling you this? 
What does the Bible say about this? What does God want you to do? So it's no longer me telling them, it's pointing them back to the truth of the scripture. One last part about this, of the journey, the the road, the map, however you want to call it. These truths are applicable across the board. We are talking about kids who maybe have special needs or differently abled. Christian parents are still called to parent in a way that draws their children to Christ. Yes. Last part of this is the roadblocks, Heidi. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the roadblocks along our journey as Christian parents that keep us from, or or try to keep us from fulfilling that, that goal of parenting to make disciples? Kind of touched on this a little bit before. Is this idea of morals and morals look good? They sound good. They get you kudos when your child is the one who's saying thank you and your child's the one who's opening the door. It's very outward and it's very easy. I'll just jump in and and tell on myself, I was very guilty of this. I, as a young mom, was very driven by um, my kids' I'll call it performance, their behavior. Mm. I would feel all puffed up when they did the right thing. Mm -hmm. And the opposite was true. I felt defeated and deflated when my kid was the one getting um, the reminder at nursery that hair was pulled, skin was pinched, you know, or whatever it was. Right. I think a second roadblock, Melanie, is that it is really hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard to parent beyond the surface level. You're right, Heidi. And I think it's the place where weariness creeps in, where just that that fatigue, that deep, deep fatigue Mm -hmm. seeps in that are we making a difference? Because it's not necessarily the tangibles that the behavior, like you were talking about earlier, we see. Well, here's an example. Okay. So I am teaching my 18 month old to sign thank you. Okay. Using sign language to tell other people thank you. I can see that that child has learned to say thank you through sign language. And then when they're a little older for them to actually use the words, thank you. But I can't see externally that that child's heart has gratitude. Also, it's easy to train a child to say thank you. Gratitude is a marathon. Mm -hmm. It is not something that is going to happen in three months. I don't know that it truly happens in 18 years. I would say it maybe doesn't even happen in 40s of years, you know? <laughs> you're right. You're, and it's uh, the point that you're making it is perfect. And I think it's like the takeaway of this entire episode is we have to trust that when we are faithful to do mm-hmm. what God calls us to do as parents, and we are praying for these children, and we are fighting the good fight, that we have to trust that God will do what God will do in the life of each mm-hmm. of our children. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Like you said, it's just hard to hold with open hands these people that we love so much mm-hmm. and we adore them. And that doesn't even take into account, too. They're all different people. I mean, if you right. have more than one kid, you know they are each different people. Right. And some show you their hearts a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And others are very tight-fisted with their hearts. Just getting a glimpse of that heart change, you're like, will I ever see it? What's hard in parenting is that you think, okay, we're doing better. And then all of a sudden you peel back the onion a little bit further and you go, oh, shoot, there's another area. 
that I've got to focus on. And I was listening to a sermon this morning. Our church is going through the book of Daniel. And the pastor was talking about how Daniel prayed when things were good and bad. He didn't just pray in crisis. And how often in parenting, I can get into this thing of, oh, God, this child is really struggling with the area of selfishness. And I pour all of my energy and effort and prayers into God, please transform this child. And then we see improvements in that area. And then I'm like, okay, well, we got that master. Right. And instead, it's a continual because that's the area maybe they're not struggling as much right now, or you're not seeing the struggle as much right now. But it's a continual going to God of saying, help me peel back the curtains for this child to see what's truly behind their actions. And I think that's maybe another little roadblock, Melanie, is that we're not just parenting for what is seen. It takes time to get down to the heart motive of the behavior. Absolutely. Two things I'll say there is, one, we don't go to Lord in prayer solely dependent on circumstance for Mm -hmm. each child. And the other piece of that is, what an opportunity to praise when we do see. Yeah. Prayer isn't just help me, it's also worship. So Very praise much. God. But the other thing is that all of this reminds us that we are sinners, just like our kids. And anytime these things crop up in our kids is a perfect time to stop and say, first, Lord, show me mine. Hmm. Show me my sin first. And then let me approach because I don't know about you, Heidi. Maybe this is going to just rat me out. Yeah, this this <laughs> podcast is just doing a work. It is easy for me to see my kids' sin mm-hmm. and neglect my own. Mm-hmm. It's the log speck. And I think that is another one of the roadblocks in parenting with purpose. It's personal because you cannot parent to the heart level without being to the heart level yourself. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, you're just a hypocrite. Exactly. And Jesus had some heavy words to say about (laughs) hypocrites. Okay. So we've got that it's it's not easy. It takes time, investment. Mm -hmm. It's continual. It is also, I think, countercultural, right? I mean, like the work that you do as a Christian parent, it's not always seen. It's not behavioral. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm achievement-based. It can be a challenge to look at what the world is telling our kids should be what they should look like, mm-hmm. and to reject it. Mm-hmm. Can you think of an example of a cultural, you know, something that the culture is saying that your kids should do or be, and that you as a family have had to say, we reject that? That goes back to the technology that we talked about in the last podcast of the social um, pressure is that a child is going to be on social media, that the child's going to have a, a phone, is going to be doing these different activities on those electronics, um, that they're going to know the latest movies, that they're going to know the latest m- the music. All different level that the society is saying your child needs to. But when we go back to the goal of our parenting, it's not going to look the same. And that's hard because your kids are feeling the pressure. 
I also think um, with younger kids, there were times in my parenting journey where my kids would do something in front of somebody and I was just mortified. Like, how in the world did they just do that? But I knew my child well enough to know this was going to take a long conversation. And if I disciplined in front of the other people to get the kudos that I discipline, it would have been wrong. Does that make sense? Absolutely. What you were saying before, it's personal. I mean, you knew that child's bent, their personality, and you knew this is not just a no, don't do that conversation. And so it required us to go home and have that conversation. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the people that were around us, they didn't know about that home conversation. They made a judgment about my parenting. And and I will say, I've been guilty of that, Mm -hmm. where I have judged somebody's parenting off of that one little situation, instead of when you understand that parenting is a marathon and it's not just a split second decision. So that's the other part that I would say that is hard about parenting with purpose is letting go of expectations that other people have for you. And expectations that we have of ourselves and our kids. We've talked about that in other episodes. I also want to say Satan is working actively against the success of your family. Absolutely. I don't think we can take it lightly that there are this sounds so like booty booty boo. Like there are forces that are actively seeking to interrupt and to steal the work that you are doing. That's right. Satan has the goal of discouraging us. He has the goal of making us feel alone. Mm -hmm. He has the goal of making us feel like it's never going to be enough. We're we're never going to train the child. We're always going to be dealing with these same discipline issues. I would say that if you feel alone right now, call out that lie because you are not alone. Melanie and I are right there in the trenches with you. And then secondly, Satan desires for you to feel like it doesn't matter. But that all goes back to our purpose in parenting. Our purpose in parenting are to raise children who see their need of a Savior, take the help of the Savior, and learn to love God and love others. And so if he is saying it's not worth it, we know that it's a lie because that's what God has called us to. Yeah. I think that's a perfect place to talk about a family mission statement or a personal mission statement, Heidi, is that if you can kind of get down in a a sentence or two, this purpose in your parenting, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your bathroom mirror, Mm -hmm. put it somewhere where you can kind of take a look at it once a day, twice a day, Mm -hmm. um, because in those hard times, it's easy to forget why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. And so that's a great, you know, again, we talked about this with personal quiet time and memorizing verses and stuff mm-hmm. too. And I will throw that in there. I think that's another roadblock as a mom. If you are not actively pursuing the Lord mm-hmm. in your own quiet time, right. you're going to run out of steam and yeah. this is all going to fall apart. Yeah, you're exactly right. Let's wrap it up here. Purpose and parenting. What is your end goal? Because your end goal is going to decide every decision you make along the way, whether it's toddler, preschool, or elementary teen. What is your purpose? And is that purpose based upon what God has called us to? Or is that purpose just to raise a good kid who makes it easy to parent? Melanie, will you close us in prayer, please? Of course. 
God, would you just encourage each person listening to this podcast that you are enough to empower and equip them to be the parent that you desire them to be? God, would you remind them through your Holy Spirit that you love their children more than they do Mm -hmm. and that you desire every person to know your son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. So God, thank you for this opportunity to talk about you, to share the gospel. But God, would you use it to glorify you alone? Not Heidi, not myself, not parents, not kids, but you alone, Lord. We love you. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. Be sure to visit abcjesuslesbian.com and check out the show notes for more information on topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe and share with your friends.